0: Hi everybody, thank you for joining. This is episode five of the Club Devin 2023 Roadmap series. Tonight, we are gonna be talking about a really exciting new feature that's gonna be coming to our members. And it's all about how to tokenize your private wine cellar. So my name is Jana Cryline. I am a co-founder of Club Devin and an international wine communicator. I've done a few pretty interesting TV projects. I got to co-host an Austrian wine documentary series next to Aldo Somm, one of the world's greatest sommeliers. And I've got a a little bit of a presence on social media. You might know me as the wine girl. And joined with me today is Devin co-founder David Garrett, David is very involved in wine media and actually has built up some very cool projects himself, including the Vines of Mendoza, no big deal. But Dave, do you wanna take it away and, and give a little more background on what you do?
1: Sure, I'm Dave Garrett. I have no social media presence. So <laughs> that's, that's important to know where it can start. I've been in the wine business for 20 years. I'm, I'm kinda of too old to have a social media presence actually. But uh, as Jenna said, I started in Argentina. I was one of the founders of the Vines of Mendoza. After that worked in Hong Kong for a couple of years and more recently I'm here in Barcelona where I have a tiny project in the Prerat and and also have been mostly working as she said on wine media. I've published some books and a few podcast series and I'm working on a couple of different pretty interesting wine television shows. And then obviously a little over a year ago we we founded Divin which is really, really exciting. And for me. You know, I used to work in technology and it's really one of the most exciting new things in wine that I've seen in my career. And I've been in the wine business for 20 years. So really cool. Very happy to be here. Super excited. Thanks, Jenna.
0: Yeah, no. And thanks for the Devin opportunity. Dave brought me on last year and what we've been building with not only Club Devin, but the platform in general is really set to revolutionize. The wine industry. And we're really excited about that. We've already got a waiting list of about two years of wineries who want to work with us. So we're really grateful for that. But yeah, we're solving some really interesting problems for the wine industry. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And you can go back and take a look at episodes one through four. So far, we've covered everything we did last year. So all of our 2022 accomplishments and and some of our plans for 2023 as we move forward. In episode two, we talked about how to earn rewards with Tasting Token NFTs. That was a really fascinating topic. We also did a deep dive into Digital cork NFTs, another one of our NFTs at Club Devin. And we did one episode so far that was all about the closure of our friends and family offer. So that is officially closed. Crazy. Yeah. Dave actually was in New York with Real Vision, did a tasting live with Raul Paul of Real Vision and kind of brought that to an end in a really cool way because we love Real Vision. Really fun. So so yeah, let's kick it off, Dave. We're gonna touch on all those things throughout and Dave's gonna do a demo of the platform at the end. So you will be able to see the anatomy of a digital cork and see what a tasting token looks like and piece that together if, if you're hearing those things for the first time. But yeah, so let's kick it off and talk about how to tokenize your wine cellar.
1: Before we go, let me just also say to everybody, if you missed any of those earlier episodes, you can go back and not only see them on YouTube, but if you'd rather listen to them as a podcast, you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcasts. You can go to our Substack. There's a bunch of different ways that you can get at that old content. Like if you'd rather read, Janet did a really great job of cleaning up all of my Um's and ahs on the transcript, so you can go through and read the transcript. And really, it's very easy to go back and review all of the news for those first four episodes. And so, if you're new here, welcome. We're we're excited to see you. And please, you know, smash the subscribe button. We we want you to be around. We want you to hear more of what we have to say. We're going to try to do one of these a week for the foreseeable future we got lots of fun stuff to talk about and we'll start bringing on a lot of interesting guests. So thanks again for joining us. So sorry for that. Let's Jenna, nope. let's get into it.
0: Okay. So for all of our existing members, the new feature coming is going to be tokenizing your wine cellar. So first we're going to talk about how that works. So Dave, how is this going to look?
1: Sure. So let me back up a step and say, the goal of our business, what we're really interested in doing, is attaching digital corks to every luxury wine bottle out there. We're not trying to build an exchange. There's a bunch of other projects out there that are trying to build marketplaces or exchanges. That's not really us. What we want to do is actually really simple. We just want to put a digital cork on every bottle that'll give everyone the ability to mint a tasting token when they open that bottle. And and we want to get people used to Claiming these digital collectibles when they open and taste wine with friends and then use those digital collectibles, those tasting tokens to earn rewards and status and incentives from the winemakers. You know, our goal is to bring the winemaker and the wine lover closer together and to do that with digital cork NFTs and tasting token NFTs and using Web3 in general. So that's a long term goal. In the short term, what we really want to do, and one of the reasons that we opened up a membership in the first place, that we created Divin, is so that we can give all of our members uh, a chance to really participate in this, what we hope is a very big thing, from very early on. Help us to not only iron out any problems with the platform and help us to learn what works and what doesn't and what's exciting and what's not, but also to get a chance to really play a role in building this thing that we hope will be, we call it the operating system for the luxury wine industry. So we know that it's gonna take a long time with the wineries that we're working with. A lot of the wines that we're attaching digital corks to are wines that are, you know some of them are library wines. A lot of you have purchased wines on the platform that are wines that are ready to drink. But most of the digital corks that are being attached to wines for our winery partners right now for wines that you're probably not gonna open for 20 years. So for us, it's really important to start attaching digital corks to bottles that already exist, that are already in your cellar, so that you can start really learning how to uh, open a digital cork, how to pull the digital cork, how to mint tokens for your friends, and you're gonna earn really, really good rewards for doing that. And so that's a really big benefit that we're offering in the beginning just to members and really for the foreseeable future, probably for the next couple of years, this will really only be available to Genesis members or Global Insider members. So you have to be a token holder for Club Divin in order to tokenize your seller. And what do we mean when we say tokenize your seller? Well, for this very first offering, and it's something that we're just offering this year, and it's just a test. We're gonna learn a lot as we do it. But for this first offering, what we're doing is we're providing the ability for our Genesis members to create digital corks and attach digital corks to up to fifty bottles from your personal cellar, and for our global insider members, they have the ability to attach to to create a hundred digital corks from bottles in your personal cellar. Now, there's a million questions about that. And one of the questions that we know a lot of people are going to ask is, well, what happens after 100 bottles, right? What happens after 50 bottles? What happens next year? What happens when I drink all of those 50 bottles and now I want to tokenize more? Well, we're going to work on that. We don't know if this is going to be like an annual allowance. You get 50 bottles a year or 100 bottles a year. We're not sure if maybe as you open your bottles, you'll be able to mint more. There's a lot of different ways to look at it but just know it's gonna depend a lot on how much we can automate the process and also how we can add authenticity to the process because authenticity is really important. But just know that our long-term goal over time is to attach digital corks to every single luxury wine bottle. So every single bottle where when you open it, it's a special occasion. So that's our goal. It's gonna take us a little bit of time to get there, but in the short term, if you're a member, You'll be able to mint digital corks for, if you're a Genesis member, up to 50 bottles. If you're a global insider member, up to hundred bottles from your personal seller. Jana, did, no. I, did I leave anything out?
0: No, I think that's great. So let's talk about how we're going to start doing it. And then we can explain what we're imagining the next stages will be. With stage one being a manual stage, really the test run that you're talking about. What is gonna be the first step for an existing Genesis or Global Insider member? What is that member going to have to do in order to have us actually start with that 50 or hundred bottles in their cellar?
1: So the very first step is at some point in the next six weeks before the end of May, you'll get an email that'll go out probably through our Substack that will point to a form online where you can add your name to the waiting list. Or add your name to the list because we're gonna we're gonna have to do these one by one in the beginning. We've learned how to do it pretty quickly, but we're still not gonna be able to do everyone in the first month, right? So we'll we'll have a list, we'll give you the ability to sign in with your wallet, to put your name on the list, and then we'll form an orderly process that way. So once your name is on the list, and after we we get to you, we'll send you a super simple form for you to go through and select the 50 bottles. And you don't have to do 50 at once. You can do 20 or 25 or 10 bottles at first if you want to. But we'll give you a super simple spreadsheet where you can add the 50 bottles from your seller that you would like to tokenize to the spreadsheet.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, depending on the interest we get from members on this, you could send us, 50 or 100 wines all at once on that form. But depending on the interest, we may have to break it up and say, we're going to do 10 of everybody's first and then kind of cycle back through.
1: So what we'll do there, and you really just need to give us the name of the wine and the vintage. And we're working with LiveX, which is they're kind of the largest company in the world for wine information. They're a trading platform for wine. But what they've built is a really interesting database called the Elwin Database. And that database has really all of the data, all of the metadata, all the information for every wine and every vintage. So we'll use that. You don't need to send us all of the metadata for every bottle. You just need to send us the name of the wine and the vintage, and we'll be able to very easily go and get all of that great metadata. One stipulation for that is we're, we're only going to make digital corks for wines that are part of that database. So it's pretty extensive. I think the last time I looked there were 250,000 or maybe 275,000 labels. So it's pretty extensive. The wines in your cellar will probably be on it, but there are definitely some obscure wines that we won't be able to build digital corks for in this process. But for the most part, for most of you, 99% of the bottles in your cellar will be a part of the Elwin database.
0: Let's talk a little bit about authentication because there's going to be two options, right? There's going to be a virtual option and there's going to be an in real life option, which is
1: pretty cool. Sure. Let me just say that for the most part, there's an important piece to this. And a lot of people have asked us about authenticity. And we really, you know, for a long time, we're really thinking about the, how can we make sure that every bottle on the platform is authentic? How can we make sure 100% that every bottle is authentic? And what we learned over time is that while that's important, it's important to have 100% surety, we're probably never gonna get it because there are too many ways to kind of, you know, cheat the system if you want to. There are way too many ways to do it. And we kind of sat around and we spent a lot of time talking about it. We, We did a lot of reading. We talked to a lot of people that actually try to build tools for authenticity. And what we found is that at least in the beginning for right now, more important than having hundred percent authenticity on every digital cork that we create, what we want to have is radical transparency. That's the most important thing. So what we created, and, and we've shown this off in a lot of the demos that we've done, and I'll show it off a little bit later is kind of a three tier system for authenticity. The first tier is obviously, if the wine comes directly from the winery, if we can prove and we know that the wine comes directly from the winery, meaning the chain of custody starts at the winery, then those bottles have a one layer that ever kind of our top layer of provenance, which is the, the blue check mark. We have a second layer that is a, the green check mark and that's for retail. And that's for any kind of professional wine company, whether it's a rest. Sometimes it's a restaurant, sometimes it's a it's a, a wine shop, maybe it's an auction house, or maybe it's someone who is a professional wine authenticator, like Maureen Downing and and Che Consulting. So they're a professional authenticator, and with professional with that authentication, or with a restaurant, or with a wine shop, you get a green check mark, which means. We can't trace it all the way back to the winery. The chain of custody doesn't go all the way back to the winery, but it starts at a trusted source. And so you, as the person who might be buying that bottle, you can say, well, I'm probably going to pay more for the one that came directly from the winery, but maybe depending on the source, I'd be interested in buying a bottle that has a green checkmark. Well, the third layer of provenance is the white checkmark. And that's, the, that's what we're using for any wine that is authenticated from a private seller, right? So we've got really two ways of doing that. Way number one, the super simple way is we'll do a virtual authentication process with each one of our members. And that means that we'll get on Zoom with you with one of our concierge team or one of our WSCT diploma holders, very knowledgeable wine experts. And what we'll do is we'll go through each of your bottles. We'll want to look at them. You will need to show it to us on the camera and then we'll authenticate that bottle and we will mint the digital cork. In that case, you'll get a white check mark and the source on the bottle will say private seller. And what that means and what we'll make sure that everybody knows is that on chain, that bottle will be authenticated from, or the provenance of that bottle will be a private seller and so that's our third layer of prominence now if you're interested in having your seller professionally authenticated we've done an agreement with with maureen and shea consulting we're still kind of crossing the t's and dotting the i's but over the course of the next few weeks we'll have a deal in place where either in person uh, someone from shake Consulting will come to your house or come to your seller. And authenticate the bottles in person, or you can have the bottles shipped to an authenticator and they'll authenticate them and then ship them back to you. And in both of those cases, instead of getting the white check mark that says that this bottle was the source of this bottle is a private seller, it will say this bottle was authenticated by Shea Consulting. And you'll get a green check mark in that case. So you'll have a couple of different options, and we're happy to talk to you about those options on an individual basis. Now again the most important thing to remember is we're just getting started this is the very first step we know that you know a year from now the process will probably be completely automated you'll be able to just connect your wallet to your your seller tracker account or any of the other you know software that you use to manage your seller and we'll just automatically create the digital courts which would be super cool and that's going to be super fun We're also talking to a couple of different services where you'll be able to take a picture of your bottle and it's not one picture. It's like, you know, you take six pictures and they piece it all together and they authenticate it that way. And that'll be another layer of authentication that you get. Right now it's all manual. So you're going to have to bear with us a little bit. It's going to take some time. But the main thing that you get at the end of this is you'll get 50 or 100 bottles from your seller with digital corks in your Devin wallet, your Devin account. And when you open those bottles, you'll be able to mint tasting tokens for your friends. And those tasting tokens will earn rewards with the winery. Um, And we're really excited about that. Now, obviously we're gonna have to do lots and lots of deals with lots and lots of wineries. We have a lot of wineries in the pipeline. So it might not happen, you know, everything might not happen on day one, but over time we feel really, really confident about the process. And, I'm going to stop there for a second because I've been talking for too
0: long. No, so I just want to point out for anyone who hasn't seen a tasting token or a digital cork, we'll see one soon when we do the demo, but these check marks that Dave's talking about appear on the creative. So when you're actually looking at the digital corks and the tasting tokens in your wallet or on OpenSea or Rarible, or wherever you're viewing those, those NFTs, you'll be able to see the source right away. It's one of the first things that you'll be able to see in the top right corner. And it's also listed in the metadata with an actual description of which tier it belongs in.
1: Should we do a quick demo now? A lot of you have seen this. This is, you know, the standard homepage. And you know, every time that we do this, I'll say we are not just mobile first, we're kind of mobile only. With the idea being that most people tasting or drinking wine with their friends don't have their laptop around. So we built this to be very simple, very easy. You can do it with either an Android phone or iOS and you sign in at app.clubdevin.com um and if you don't have an account it's really really easy to make a new account with either your google account or your apple account or your twitter account or even i think we even do linkedin now so super super easy to create a new account on on club Divin with like just a couple of taps so i'm just going to go through this really quickly if you've seen the demo before you know the tasting journey These are my NFTs for all of the wines that I've tasted. These are all tasting token NFTs that represent those wines. And then here in the digital cellar, these are digital corks. So all of these NFTs are wines that, that represent actual bottles that I own in my cellar. So we created a couple of demo bottles earlier that we're going to use for some demos that we're doing next week. But basically we used our good friend and and founding member David for his new wine, Costa Lanka. You don't know about it and you haven't tasted it, you should find out. And you should go to the website and buy it because he makes very, very little of it. And it's, I think the 2018 is his first vintage. And as soon as that gets out in the world, you're never gonna be able to find it. Talking to him about getting an allocation and it's hard because he doesn't have very much wine. So if you can find it, go to, I think it's close to Lenka.com. Go buy it if you haven't bought it. But what I want to show you here is kind of the three different kinds of provenance, right? So you can almost make it out in the upper right-hand corner. So this is a green check. This is a white check. This is a blue check. So let me kind of show you what that means. So the blue check is... The standard that you've probably seen if you've bought wine on the platform and minted tokens for your friends, or if you've been to one of our events and minted a token, you've probably gotten one of these blue check marks because all of the wine that we sell on the platform and all of the wine that that we bring to events, it's all direct from the winery. So we source it directly from the winery. The chain of custody means it comes directly from the winery. We know every bottle has perfect provenance. Uh, And you can see here that the source is Costa Lanka. It's a blue check mark, means that it came directly from the winery. So that's what that means. If I go back and look at the green check mark, it's the same exact bottle of wine. It just has a green check mark on the top. And that's a source that comes from, like I said, from retail or from a restaurant or from a professional authenticator or from an auction house, for example. So we put in here Bacchus Wine and Spirits, which is one of our partners in San Francisco. Really, really great wine shop. If you've never been there, you should. It's like they share space with, I think, the best butcher on the West Coast. They do these great events. It's a fantastic, fantastic place, and they're good friends of ours. So go check them out. And pretty soon, you'll be able to buy wine in the shop that'll have digital corks attached. They're our first retail partner to launch, I think, you know, two weeks from today or a week or two. So the green check mark means that this particular bottle was sourced from the wine shop and that's where the chain of custody starts. And that's the second layer of provenance. And the third layer is the white check mark. So the white check mark just means that it came from a private seller, that was the source. We're not gonna put any names in there. So you can't you can't say, you know, it's David Garrett seller or it's you know Jana Cryline seller. And the reason for that is all of this information is on-chain, meaning it's public information. So if it's a private seller, it's just private seller. Doesn't matter if it's Dave's private seller or Jana's or anyone's, one private seller is the same as any other. So bear that in mind as we go through the process and also bear that in mind if you're ever gonna buy wine from another member or from someone else, if you see that the source of that is a private seller, you'll know that that's where it was authenticated. It was probably virtually authenticated. Uh, You know, you'll understand that as being the provenance.
0: Wines that we sell through the platform have perfect provenance. We are sourcing them, as Dave said, directly from the winery. But now let's say that I'm buying a wine on the secondary market, it's got a white check mark on the NFT and it says it's from a private seller. What is the reality of that? What's the price differential going to look like there.
1: Well, I think the market's going to decide, but I'm going to guess that you're going to lose about 20% of the value with every step down the chain, right? So, right. if it's a $200 bottle and you know that it has perfect provenance that it came straight from the winery, you know, maybe that's worth 200, if it's something that has that starts at retail, maybe you'll lose 20% of that. So, maybe that'll be more 160 And then if it's a private seller, maybe you'll lose another 20% or maybe 30% from there. So maybe that bottle will only sell for, you know, $95 or $100. So I think that's probably makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's not for me to decide, right? Like that's what we're going to do is provide all the information. We're going to provide all the transparency and the market will decide. And what's interesting about it is over time, you might see there being even more price differential depending on the seller. Right. So if let's say you and I both have a bottle of the 2018 close a priori, right. And it was authenticated from our seller. So it's white checkmark for both of us. But you can look at my, at me as a seller and it, this is all completely transparent and it's all on the blockchain. You can see that I've bought and sold a thousand bottles but someone looks at your wallet and they see you've only bought and sold two bottles. Right. Well, they might be willing to pay more for mine because I have more trust in the system, right? I have a longer history and more trust in the system. And people might view that as having better provenance than you with only two bottles. I don't know if that's the case, but it's possible.
0: Is there a way for people to build status on like the condition of their seller on the condition of the wines that they've sold? Is there a rating
1: system? I think there will be over time. You know, right now everything's very early. We're still so early in Web three, but I think over time there will be ways to be able to. I don't know if it'll be like a like a rating style system. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. It's something that maybe we'll be kind of playing with in the future. But for right now, it's really pretty anonymous, and I think that mostly you'll just look and see. You know, someone that. Buys and sells a lot of wine probably has more to risk with having wines that have, you know, either questionable provenance or questionable storage. Whereas someone that is only selling one or two bottles might have less to risk and so might, you might trust them a little bit less. So, but again, early days, we're still working on it. Don't exactly know what that's going to look like.
0: Okay. So to summarize then like the big perk. Right now for tokenizing your sellers, really the ability to be able to actually mint and distribute the tasting tokens to your friends and family from home, and then unlocking the rewards that come with collecting those tokens. Right?
1: Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to well, stop sharing.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the demo. Sure. Uh, I'm going to put this out there. If anyone has any questions, put them up in the chat now. We've got a couple announcements that we're going to go through. Unless Dave, I don't want to cut you off. Was there anything No, no, else?
1: no, I'm good. I think we went through it. I think everybody understands it. We definitely know that people are going to have tons and tons of questions as this comes out at the podcast. I expect that we're going to get lots of incoming for this particular project, and I bet that we're going to have to revisit it on future episodes. So don't think that this is all the information you're ever going to get about this project. This is kind of our core feature that we're releasing and the most important thing we're doing this year. So please, if you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got ideas, if you've heard this and you're like, huh, maybe they could do it this way, please don't hesitate. We're really looking for our community to to help us do this in the very best way. So looking forward to hearing from you.
0: All right. Cool. So I can see a couple of questions popping up here. We're gonna to get to those in a second, but let's give people a little more time to add anything else there. And Dave, let's talk quickly about what you were doing in New York two weeks ago now. Super bummed. I was supposed to be joining Dave in New York a couple of weeks ago and British Airways. This is the this is a little bit of a slam to British Airways. Maybe I'll have to edit this out. My had really bad luck. I had two flight cancellations and like two days later I was still stuck in London on my way to New York. And Dave had all the fun without me. So Dave, you wanna talk about what you were doing there? Sure,
1: So, so Real Vision was having a series of events and trainings and classes over a period of three days. And they invited us to come and we did some really interesting tastings with their groups during their breaks. We minted a lot of tokens. We talked to people about exactly what the platform was and how it worked. It was a very small group. I think there were 20 people. We did it in the studios at Real Vision. And then at the end, I sat down with, with Raul and we talked for maybe 40 minutes about, about everything wine, but mostly about digital corks and tasting tokens and, and how that works. And if you haven't seen that yet, I, I highly recommend you doing it.
0: Yes, be sure to watch that. That was so cool. I was so jealous, FOMO. Well, um, we missed
1: you, it was It was really fun. Thanks for saying that. So I see the questions that are coming on the YouTube about, and just to open it up, so a lot of people have multiple wallets, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk for a minute about this because most of the people that are members of Club Devin, a lot of them don't really even know they have a wallet. They you know they used their Google account or you know, their Apple account to sign in the first time we created a lightweight wallet for them based on their Google account or attached to the Google account. And, a lot of them just use the app without really even thinking about the wallet aspect of it. So wallet is for some of our users and for some of our listeners on the podcast, is going to be kind of a a weird concept. And so I want to talk about it for a second and say what a wallet is in crypto or in, in web three is it's your secure location. It's your secure location on the blockchain to hold your assets, right? So there are lots and lots of different kinds of wallets, lots and lots of different ways to store your NFTs or your digital collectibles or your cryptocurrencies. I always kind of refer back to the actual real world analogs. so. I think about it like this, you know, most people might have a money clip, right? Like something small that you can put maybe one or two cards in and a couple of dollars or a couple of euros and you take it to the gym or you take it when you go for a run. Or if you're just like walking around, you might not want to carry a big bulky wallet and you just have something super simple but you wouldn't put a lot of money in there because maybe you're leaving it in your locker at the gym, or maybe it's like, you know, clipped to your shorts when you're going for a run. So you don't keep a lot of money in there, but something just to kind of use day to day. And then one step up from that, maybe you've got a a wallet, like a real wallet that you would keep in your purse or that you would put in your pocket. And it's got your driver's license and it's got all of your cards and maybe your, you know, airline cards and your Costco card, and it's got a bunch of cash that you use for shopping. And like, that's the wallet that you take out shopping. And then one step up from that, you've got a bank account, right? And a bank account where you might keep large amounts of cash. Maybe it's a brokerage account, you keep your stocks and bonds there. And then one step up from that, you have a safety deposit box at the bank. Right. And that's where you keep the title to your house or art or gold. If you've got it, or diamonds or jewelry, or, you know, really, really important, valuable ones. So it really depends on the value of that thing where you're going to keep or use different things for different purposes. So we like to think of our wallet, the wallets that we create with club Divin, as much more like your money clip right? It's really good for keeping your tasting tokens. To some extent, you can keep your digital corks in there, but it's not really good if you're going to go and like, if you're trading Bitcoin or, or Ethereum or buying a bunch of cryptocurrency, you really want to keep that in a more secure location than in you know your money clip. So kind of one step up, the regular wallet, that's kind of equivalent to a MetaMask wallet or some other kind of soft wallet that you can use for shopping or that you can use for relatively small amounts of currency. A step up from there would be like, a, similar to a bank account, might be your Coinbase account, right? Some place where you're, you, it's not really your crypto, like you're storing it with a bunch of other people's crypto, but like you have an account there. And then one step up from there would be like a hardware wallet, like a ledger. And that's really similar to like a safety deposit box. In fact, a lot of people keep their ledger wallets in their safety deposit box, or maybe they keep their private keys in their safety deposit box. So what we're planning to do over time, and it's probably the next level of development for us, is to have a multi-wallet account. So if you wanna keep your membership tokens and your digital corks in your hard wallet, you can do that without having to sign in every time and use your hard wallet to mint a tasting token. So over time, you will have a Devin account where you'll have, you can have multiple wallets and you can keep multiple things in different wallets. We don't have that yet. It's on the roadmap. It's probably a couple months away. But certainly before the end of the year, I would almost guarantee that you'll be able to have your hardware wallet that has the assets that you want to keep in there, your lightweight wallet, like whether it's a MetaMask or just your Devin native wallet, also attached to the account. So it's very, very easy for you to mint tasting tokens or for you to open bottles without having to attach your hardware wallet every time. So I hope that answers the question. And I'm sorry that I went so deep into it. But it really is a question that we get all the time. And I think if I just answered the question, a lot of people that kind of don't really understand wallets or that aren't sure about wallets would be lost. So sorry for, for taking a, a long time to answer that question.
0: No, that was a good detour. I think that probably helps a lot of people, especially our wine native people who maybe aren't so familiar with how all of those things work and may be intimidated by the idea of having a wallet. We get questions like that all the time. And we have a thank you. So yes, you answered the question. Awesome. So any other questions, feel free to put them in there now. Otherwise, we will move on with a last few announcements. We are going to be in Hamburg next month for OMR. Very excited about that. In case you don't know what that is, OMR is one of the biggest digital festivals in the world for digital marketing. And Dave and I are going to be on May 10th presenting on the Blue Stage at 6 p.m. So that's going to be in Hamburg on May 9th and 10th. And again, on the 10th at 6 p.m., we will be doing kind of like a little masterclass and demo together with 30 Acker, which is a fabulous winery who are also working with NFTs here in Germany. So we're really looking forward to that. Everyone will have a chance to taste some wines and learn a little bit more about the innovation and the future of wine as we see it otherwise we've got another wine drop coming in five days we're going to be doing another wine drop for our members not going to tell you too much about it quite yet but stay tuned it is pretty exciting we will be posting as usual about that on our social platforms and of course we'll be sending that out on Substack as well Dave, do you want to give a little update about Bhutan? We're gonna start doing some regular updates about Bhutan with Michael Jurgens, who is the founder of the Bhutan Wine Company. And sure.
1: So we we did a live stream back in January where I spent a good 40 minutes talking to Michael. We talked about the plans for this year and for next year. But starting in May, we're gonna do once a month or maybe once every two weeks updates for members only with Michael Jorgens and Anne Cross, who's the CEO of the Bhutan wine company, we will be talking about updates and really start driving towards that steering committee trip that we're doing this year and the big trips that we're doing next year. So lots more information coming on Bhutan really starting and pretty regular starting next month.
0: Yeah, exactly. And anyone who doesn't know about Bhutan at all, Club Divin has been given exclusivity for our members to participate in the inaugural harvest in the Himalayas. So the Bhutan Wine Company planted 13 grape varieties in the Himalayas. Very exciting project. And a few of our members are going to have the exclusive opportunity to go and actually break ground on the Sir Kim Winery there and participate in the harvest. So that's really making history in the wine world. And we're really looking forward to it. So more updates on that coming soon. It's
1: very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. The team went last fall to visit. If you go to Instagram or check out the website, there's amazing photos from Bhutan, amazing photos from the vineyards. It is going to be a life altering event. So absolutely I recommend anybody, any member that would like to go start listening in because there's going to be, I think there's going to be a mad rush at the end. So sure. really looking forward to people. I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing.
0: Me too. And this is no luxury trip. Okay. We're going to be putting you to work. So that's right. That.
1: <laughs> Bring your gloves.
0: Bring your gloves. Awesome, and to close it off, since our public sale is closed and since our friends and family has ended, anybody who's interested in joining the club, the only way to get in right now is to sip your way into the club, okay? So we've talked about this concept before. Basically, what you need to do is have an existing member mint you a tasting token. So basically, pour your glass of wine, mint you a tasting token, and then our buying process is token gated. So the only way that you'll be able to actually get to the buying screen is if you've got a token, a Devin token in your wallet. And if you don't know the only anybody- way to
1: become a member, yeah. If
0: you don't have, you know, good wine friends, email us, we'll do our best to- Introduce
1: you them. to someone, we can well, match you, make.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll connect you.
1: We really wanna grow organically. We wanna make sure that the people that are becoming members of the club are friends of friends and we're growing slowly and dynamically and organically just through 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 friends. Like that's the idea. You gotta you gotta if you wanna be a member of the club, you gotta get someone to pour you a glass of wine. So I really like that concept and it's something that was part of our ethos when we started. We're really excited to get that going now. So so if you want one of your friends, if you're a member, your friends are interested in becoming a member, you just need to pour them a glass of wine and mint them a token. And if you're out there and you don't have any friends that are members, let us know and we'll, we'll see if we can hook you up. If um,
0: you have a friend who's a member and they don't have any wine, let them know we're doing a wine drop next week. You're going to have to have some wine in order to be able to mint that token, right?
1: Or they can tokenize their seller, right? <laughs> or that. That's coming soon as well. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jenna. This was really great. I think we had a we had a successful podcast today.
0: Well, thanks everybody for joining. And feel free to reach out to Dave I by email at d at clubdvin.com or j at clubdvin.com. We are always available and stay tuned for what's to come. Thank you.
1: See ya. Thank thanks.
0: Dave. Bye.